Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Well, the wheels have fallen off the wagon, but we're here to break it all down. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters and Craig Morgan joining us from the parking garage at Madison am, Square Garden. I am in the guts of Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Petey recognizes this area. You can see the tunnel behind me, Petey. The ramp down to the bus uh, and the bus is leaving very soon, guys. Only yes. in a few minutes. So. Yes. So, so Craig, you, you normally don't start the show with us like this. Um, so we're, I'm just going to throw it right to you, Craig. What were your thoughts on this one? Initial thoughts, what? takeaways. Well, I think it was pretty clear that the Coyotes dominated the early half of this game. They had their way with the Rangers. They just couldn't solve Igor Shesterkin, which is a problem that a lot of teams run into. He's the best goalie in the world right now. It was good to see him come out the way that they came out. They really were dictating play. The Rangers had three shots on goal in the first period. If you if you get anything past him, it changes this game, the complexion of it entirely. But they just couldn't get that first goal. The Rangers get a couple good bounces, probably a couple ill-advised plays, and suddenly you're down two nothing, and that was that. I just I felt like the Rangers got their legs after that, and, and 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 overall, you know, they lost this game. They lost the last two games to the hottest team in the league, the New Jersey Devils, and then one of the best teams in the league, in the New York Rangers. But if you look at this road trip overall, they still went three and two. This team is playing hard. They're doing a lot of good things. They're definitely surprising a lot of people. Nobody saw the Coyotes doing what they've done so far. They're definitely playing with a chip on their shoulder, and that's part of what I'm writing about in my five takeaways that I'll be finishing on the bus and the plane, apparently. <laughs> Love it. Greg, what did um, Coach Cherney and whoever you spoke to have to say after tonight's game? Well, that was just it, really. Just sort of, I just summarized what they said. I think it was pretty clear to everyone. They had a chance early in this game to get a lead, and had they gotten that, that lead, this, this was probably a different game because the Rangers look lifeless, to be honest. They, they just didn't have much going. They didn't look that interested in this game. And, of course, they were playing on a back-to-back as well. They had played on the road. So this is a tough situation for both teams. But the Coyotes had the early jump. That's what you want to do in a road game, try and get a an early lead and then, you know, play very conservative, safe hockey. But they just couldn't get one past Sterkin. Absolutely. And like you tweeted, Craig, they uh, set a, a season high 17 shots on goal in that first period. I don't think any of us saw 17 to four 
coming in the first against the Rangers at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, Leah, what were the shot totals actually? How what did the at the end of the with? game? Yeah. Um, let's see. It was 32 shots on goal to the Rangers, 27. That is a season high for the Coyotes as well. 32 shots. They had 30 against Dallas earlier. That's their season high in shots on goal. So you remember we were talking about this early where it was like, wow, it's a struggle to get 20 for this team. So they're doing some things. They're generating a little bit more offense. Maybe it's just shot volume in some cases, but they are getting more pucks to the net lately. Yep, definitely. Um, Craig, how much? How much more time do you have? I should go, guys. Okay. I got. I got to get home. So <laughs> All right, I will, uh, I'm looking forward to coming back to AZ because it got chilly here today in New York. We had perfect weather, but it got really cold today. So I'm perfect, coming cold perfect here. Perfect time to leave. Yeah, I got long sleeves on. It's freezing. <laughs> oh, Just saying. Got long sleeves. All right, Craig. travel safe, Craig. Safe Aren't travels. you from Minnesota? Aren't you I know from I used Minnesota? To be, buddy. All right, guys. I'll see you. Bye, Craig. All right. Well. We got a little unique start to the show, one that we're not used to, starting with Craig here with us. So we kind of did the overarching story of what happened in tonight's game. But, PD, I'll throw it over to you now for your take. Or actually, let me give my take, and then you can give yours, and then we'll dive into everything. <laughs> and then the deeper. show will be over. And then the show will be over, and then we can um, enjoy the rest of our night. Like Craig said, like the Coyotes came into this game. They had they had total control. You know how last night we were saying the Coyotes looked tired and, you know, that's how the Rangers look tonight. And both teams were coming off of a back-to-back, so they were on equal playing ground there with that. The Rangers were the ones who looked tired. The Coyotes were the ones in control up until that mistake by Connor Ingram that led to that first Rangers goal. And then it's like you could see the flip switch in real time and the Rangers, the building kind of got a breath of fresh air and the Rangers bench did too. And it just completely churned the tide of the game. And it's unfortunate because maybe the Coyotes wouldn't have won this game, but it could have been closer than it ended up being. Yeah, it, you nailed it. And we talk about the, the momentum or your, your ability to get through and bring some energy. Back-to-backs are hard. They're absolutely hard when you're trying to get that energy going for that second night. The difference here, and it came up in the broadcast, is that the Coyotes traveled from New Jersey. So they had to go across the bridge and they stayed in the same hotel that they've been in the last four nights. The Rangers were in Nashville. That's a plane ride. It's a time zone. You're getting home late. Um, Makes a difference. And they played like it. That first period was not traditional New York Ranger hockey. The Coyotes defended better. They were stick on puck in the defensive zone. I don't think they gave much up at all in the first period. You talked about no shots through 11 minutes. I mean, defensively, the Coyotes were lock solid. They were great offensively they had some good chances Michelli with the bench chance in the first period but the difference is you got to score when you got a team that tired that on the ropes and they're because what exactly what happened they go into the locker room you get a breather you killed off some penalties and you go okay guys it's time let's go I mean they, they've got enough skill and leadership in that room that once that that break is over they go, oh, oh my goodness it's zero zero these guys are got us on the ropes let's go and I, and I think you you talked about that, that play for Ingram and it really starts with the Val Mackey turnover in the, in the corner. It's again, he tries to throw the puck up the middle of the ice and that starts the breakdown. And we've said this before about this hockey team, the margin of error is so small. They cannot make mistakes and him throwing the puck up from behind the goal and up the middle of the ice. I know it gets on Ingram's stick and he could have poked it away and he didn't, but that play can't go up the middle of the ice. This team has to stop making those plays up the middle of the ice. And then, then the, the wave just changed yep. and momentum changed and the Rangers were just rolling and then yep. then you knew it was in trouble yeah and that's the thing too 
like I said, you could feel that switch, but the Coyotes still could have held on. It still could have been a one nothing game, but unfortunately, again, they tried to clear from the defensive zone. They couldn't clear. The Rangers grabbed it, scored again a minute 17 later, and at that point, it's 2 nothing, and it was that made it harder to come back from. They were then outshot in the second, 14-9 to by the Rangers, so you definitely felt that momentum shift, um, and it's just unfortunate because, you know, then the power the the Rangers score on the power play to start the third. So let's take a look at the numbers because it's actually pretty interesting to see how where the goals came from. Um, we mentioned it with Craig already, but the Coyotes finally outshot an opponent, thirty-two to twenty-seven. Seventeen shots on goal in the first was almost the total amount they shot last night. They had eighteen shots on goal Saturday night um, against the Devils. So this was a big improvement. The, they had a ton of chances on the power play tonight. Unfortunately, the power play, even though they did score on the power play, it didn't look as explosive as it has. There were a couple of mistakes on the power play, a couple of breakdowns, a couple of times where you didn't really notice that they were actually on the power play. And then the Rangers, of course, one for four on theirs and then hits 31 to 19 in favor of New York. Yeah, and I thought on the power play, it, it, it like you said, on, on that second goal where Fox gets the second goal, and you look at how tight, that's where the tired shift changed. You look at that, that the guys in white, the Coyote guys, man, they look tired, and they, they were straight-legged, and when you're straight-legged standing up straight, that means you're tired in the game of hockey. When your knees are bent and you're, and you're active skating, that you've got some energy, and they were straight-legged, and, and they had a hard time on the Fox goal, and after that, you're right, the power play, yeah, they do go one for six, so they get their power play goal to extend their streak, and they're still doing well on the power play. But you're right, the chances weren't there tonight. The puck movement wasn't there tonight that we've seen in the past. Their ability to get in the zone clean and get the puck up between the blue lines didn't happen tonight. They were just a little off sync. And coming through that first period, 0-0, you go, oh, my goodness, like maybe – Maybe, maybe they can hang on. And, and I thought coming into this game, this was going to be the toughest game of the road trip for them because I knew they'd be tired and this was going to be hard and they were excited to get home. And it, it, they just didn't quite have that same jam offensively as the, they've seen that you were able to see earlier in the trip. In the trip, But they were around it and they were close and they should be thrilled with what they accomplished on this trip going three and two um, through the first East Coast swing. They should be thrilled at what they did yeah. and taking this Ranger team to zero zero and out shooting them. Man, that just doesn't happen. Coyotes did that two games in a row now where they've outshot their opponents. So good for yeah. them. Yeah, absolutely. And and also, I think there there is a lot of great things to take away from this game. A 4-1 final score isn't fully representative. of It was a very tilted game. The first half was very different from the second half. I feel like 4-1 makes it seem like it wasn't as as good as it actually was for the Coyotes. Of course, they did have some breakdowns. And PD, I feel like your keys today were actually pretty representative. Like the Coyotes like kind of got all your keys, but like kind of didn't at the same time, if that makes sense. Um, and that's a perfect summary of this game, I feel like. Yeah, and, and you look at the penalty. The one that really cost him was the Nick Bugsteg penalty to start the third period when it's still 2 nothing, and you go, okay, if the Coyotes can get one here, then that can make a difference. And then Bugsteg takes a penalty, and it was a tripping penalty. And again, it's it's those stick fouls that you get when you're tired and you're behind and you're skating a little slower than your opponents. So, you know, the energy, I thought the energy was there. I thought both teams on a back-to-back. I thought they got a quick start. I thought it was great. They just needed to get 
a puck behind Shesterkin in the first. They just needed a goal, and I think that could have made the difference. Um, Ingram, I thought he played well. I mean, the puck rolls off his stick, and and on that second one, you'd like to see him handle that puck a little bit differently, but I thought he had a good game. I thought he made some big saves, he, and I thought the, he looked more Especially solid. in the first period, I felt like he made some or the first and the beginning of the second, that save at the beginning of the second on Capo Caco was unbelievable. And he had another big save in the first. So even seeing a lot of rubber through the first 25 or so minutes, when he did, he made big saves. And it just it was unfortunate that that Rangers goal came off of a misplay of the puck by Connor himself because he played well until that point. Yeah, I thought that was a bounce back game. That's exactly what we wanted. And... You know, now now I don't think there's much of a doubt who their um, number one goalie is right now. I think they're going to come back um, when they head out to Vegas on Thursday. I'm I'm pretty sure you're going to see Vimelka between the pipes on Thursday. Yeah, well, they must be really happy to come home, mostly because there's Four Peaks beer in Arizona. And if I was on the road that long, I for sure would miss drinking Four Peaks. So when they get back... Sometime late tonight, tomorrow, maybe they'll have a day off in the next day or two. They can grab some Four Peaks beer from wherever they buy their beer or even swing by the A Street Pub themselves. And you can too. The World Cup is around the corner and we're teaming up with Four Peaks to show those games. The U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches will be shown at the A Street Pub with beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and more. $3 kit lifter and Wowie pints. It's less than two weeks away. Check the link in our show notes to register for free. Um, I'm really excited about the world. I just love when all the sports are happening at once, PD. That's what I really like. Um, and I want to crown our king of the game in a second. But before we get there, PD, you're having a great day on DraftKings. I am not having a great day on DraftKings. <laughs> But you're doing well sorry. today. Some of it was at the expense of our producer, Sean DePaz, yeah. unfortunately. And by, by the, the way, way, we're not going to talk wa- football here, but oh my, that's all that, I'll say. If you did not but- see that game, go watch the highlights of the Minnesota Viking Buffalo Bill football game. Never seen anything like it. Never. Watching that game at work today with Sean, who is emotionally invested, and then Totri, who is has a bet on the line for the going the other way was the craziest experience I've had in a long time. And then had a little money line Viking bet going today too. And I thought it was Sean is shaking his head right now. It was unbelievable football game. Absolutely unbelievable both ways. It was phenomenal. But yes, DraftKings has been doing it's been a good day. You you might have to give you might have to give the pick of the week next week because you've been on fire PD. I was five Um, for six in college ball yesterday. It was a good day. Yeah. Well, if you want to make yourself some money on DraftKings, you can do so right now. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200. If your team wins, download the DraftKings Sportsbook, use the promo code PHNX. There go the street racers behind me. That's code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And for the first time this season, PD, we are going to name... A back-to-back king. Wow. Um, And he earned it tonight, and that is Clayton Keller, tonight's DraftKings king of the game. The Coyotes' lone goal tonight. He's on a five-game point streak right now. And also a fun tidbit from Coyotes PR today. Keller has at least one point in each of his last seven games against the Rangers, making it the longest point streak against any opponent in his career. Another power play goal, like we said, keeping the power play alive and well. And that was an, we talked about his skillful goal last night. This goal today was 
extremely skilled as well from a crazy angle. You thought Richie might have shot that puck, but he opted to pass and it paid off. Um, and Travis Boyd also quietly on a on a five-game point streak as well. So while the Coyotes didn't have as much offense tonight as we maybe would have hoped, that goal was was a beauty. Yeah, he was a great shot. And we talked about his skill level last night. He had his goal last night. It was a great shot tonight. So it's great to see. We talked about it. We said it's just going to be a matter of time. Tuck Keller starts to come back to where he was on the offensive side of the puck on his goal scoring ability. That injury was horrific last year. And I, I you know, it takes time and it takes time to get comfortable. And it's it's taken him a little while, but I, I think he's looked sharper as this this road trip has gone on. He got a point in every game on the trip. I got a couple of goals now. So I, I more than a point a game guy. And like you said yesterday, you know, take the over on the 0.5 Keller points because he's hitting it. Yeah, he, he's definitely getting better. And it, it's um it's good to see him um, putting some pucks in, in the net right now. And I think I think I think he's gonna be the offensive leader and hopefully Schmaltz is back soon. I mean, you talk about the timetable for Schmaltz should be still, you know, we talked about early, early um December, maybe. So so we get that line back together and who knows? Maybe he'll take off again. Yeah. So you know, and even in that moment, there was some hope today. I literally said to Sean, maybe this will be a 3-2 close game and the Coyotes lose in the final, you know, seconds, 3-2. And at one point when it was 3-1, I said, oh my gosh, like my prediction could come true. And then... And then it didn't. It did not. Um, but PD, oh, well, what were you going to say? Go ahead. I'm going to talk about the fourth goal. I was going to cue you up to talk about the fourth goal. We're on the same right wavelength. Right when you said PD. So three minutes after that Clayton Keller power play goal, the Rangers responded at that point. It was kind of the nail in the coffin. But lucky for us, we got some Petey's puck talk to show us what exactly went down on this fourth Rangers goal. So Petey, take it away. They're still halfway through the third period, so it's 3-1. If something changes here, then maybe you have a chance. We talk about the way the Coyotes defend on their man-on-man. You see Valamaki, number four there. He goes towards the Ranger player that has the puck, and you look at the goal line right next to the goalie. Carpenter, the goal scorer, is right next to Boyd. They're side by each. He's got him. He's got him. He's got his man. Go to the next slide. What happens is Boyd because that's what happens. Guys want to follow the puck around. So Boyd leaves the front of the net. He leaves Carpenter all alone, and he starts to follow the puck up the ice, even though Valimaki's already got that guy. Everybody's man-on-man. Everybody's covered. But Boyd leaves his man in, in the net front all alone. You go to the last slide. Pishy Snyder take the shot, and there's Carpenter all alone in front of the goaltender. Easy tip. What should have happened is Boyd should have been on him under stick is what we say. So you have his stick underneath Carpenter's stick, so he's unable to make a tip, and that would be in a save for Ingram. And that's today's PD Puck Talk. You got to stay with your man and not get puck focused and puck watching. And that happens, and it's no fault of Boyd. I mean, he, he, he sees the puck going up the ice. You get excited. You want to go chase the puck. That's what you do. So it's too bad. And that's what happens sometimes in defensive zone coverage and a man gets left all alone in front of the net. Yep. People, people love PD's puck talk, PD Charles and Nicholas, um, both really excited for a good Sunday night PD's puck talk. And you know, when you break down these plays too, it's, 
easy to look at it slide by slide and see the mistakes, but when it's unfolding in real time, everything's moving so fast. So I can't imagine being in that position. If you've ever seen a hockey game in person, you see how fast that's, everything honestly, is. Honestly, Leah, that is a great point. And that's why I want to make sure that it doesn't seem too critical on these players. The speed at which this game is played, when you talk about football plays, they're static from a, the, when the, the ball gets hiked at the line of scrimmage and you have a, a path that you're supposed to follow. Hockey's not like that. It's chaos. It's a chaotic sport. And sometimes things happen so quickly. So Boyd's got to make that read in under a second. He's got to decide, am I going at that guy at the puck or am I staying here? He's got to decide. And most often, the defenseman is going to take that play in front of the net. That's where a defenseman is. But because Valamaki started the climb, he's got to stay. So it happens so quickly. And that's why you practice these things. And you go over them on video and you go over them on the whiteboard because you need to, to do these things without thinking. You need to see it and go. And that's why hockey is such an exciting sport, and it's a game of mistakes. So if you, well, we said this about the Coyotes, they need to mis play mistake-free hockey, and it's just hard. It's just too fast. So that's what happened tonight. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like we've been saying the last week or so, we've seen steady improvements game over game. Um, so, you know, that's that's the most we can ask for. And somebody that we've talked about every post-game show also is Matias Michelli, who, again, was a standout for me tonight before there were any Coyotes goals and we we're thinking, who should be king? Like, Michelli came to mind. I also asked the members-only Discord who they think should be king, and we got a couple of Michelli replies. Um, he had two shots on goal tonight, 15-27 time on ice. But one thing I will say is it does seem like Michelli has been taking penalties quite a bit here. Is that is that maybe because he is a little bit newer and is making mistakes, or is that not a reflection of him and more of a reflection of the team's play overall? There's a couple things. And first of all, I'm going to say the first thing you said when he had two shots on goal, he's got three shot attempts tonight. And we saw it a few games ago in the beginning of this trip where he was passing up shots and we're saying, hey, you got to shoot, got to have some confidence in your shooting ability. He's starting to do that. And I thought he had the best chance, like I said, in the first period. So that's important. He's starting to get shots on net. That's the only way he's going to score. So good for Michelli. I think he's taking a step forward and becoming more mature. On the penalty side, it's almost like he's a little over exuberant. Like he's almost trying too hard. And when you get in there too hard and you forecheck too hard or you go after a player too hard, sometimes you get your stick in there. And, and for him, he's been getting a lot of sticking fouls, uh, stick fouls. High sticking today, hooking yesterday, slashing. Like he's he's getting those stick falls because he's over exuberant. He's trying too hard. He's got to learn. He's got to learn to keep his stick on the ice because all three of those fouls are, are with your stick up in the air. So he'll learn. It just takes some time. He, he's not doing it from lack of effort because I think you can see that every time he jumps yeah. over the board, how hard he works. Um, so he's just got to learn to play the game at this speed. You play in the American League to this much faster and when you get somebody gets ahead of you your instinct is to get like this and get your stick up and try to slow them down with your stick whether it's a hook or a trip or, or a high sticking so i think that will come as he gets more comfortable in the game i'm definitely not worried about it now he's going to keep getting his his ice time right now because he has evolved and he has become a, a bigger part of what they're doing offensively so it's great to see him evolve and this is what it's going to be at the other end of the rebuild is you're going to get guys like him and gunther are going to need to continue to take these steps forward yeah. And, and something that we've even forgotten to plug this whole time, <laughs> this whole week, PD, is that um, we spoke with Tucson Roadrunners head coach, Steve Popvin, and we asked him about Matias Michelli. 
Um, so if you haven't had the chance to go listen to that, it's down the I-10. It's on YouTube. It's also in the PHNX Coyotes podcast feed. Check that out. He spoke uh, very highly of Matias Michelli. And, you know, we talk about the players coming up through the AHL. And we finally saw Laurent Dauphin get in the lineup tonight. Um, you know, was, you know, nothing too crazy from him. Just 828 on the ice. He had a shot. But, you know, these players in, in Tucson coming up, my goodness, the street racers, they're all here tonight. a busy night tonight. I know. Sunday. There was that yeah. F1 race today, I guess. Maybe they're uh, <laughs> paying tribute. But um, anyway, definitely go check out what Steve Poppin had to say about Matias Michelli because we've been talking about him, Matias McCalder. And as of right now, I think in Seattle, I did, let's see if Beneers got a point tonight because if not, Matias Michelli remains the NHL rookie point leader. Veneers does not have a point, so Matias Michelli is still the NHL leader in points for rookies. Well, there you go. And you talked about Dauphin briefly, too. You looked at him, and the biggest thing for him getting his first game of the season, he has, not only he hasn't played in this whole trip, so he hasn't played a game for over a week. So for him to play the way he did, I thought he played well. I thought he 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 defended well. He's a smart player, and most importantly, he didn't have any huge mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you ask for for a guy that's getting his first action tonight. You didn't need him. Well, it would have been nice if he contributed offensively, but that's not what you're looking for for him. You want him to get out there and not cause any mistakes, not cause any pucks to go in the net on, on, while you're defending. So I thought Laurent, the fan, looked really good tonight. So yeah, he, he um, let's see if he gets on the ice again um, on Thursday or we'll have to check the injury reports by Thursday and see what's going on. I can't on. believe, I feel like they've been playing every other night for so long. It's crazy that there's a couple days off here, couple but days. I think I think it'll it'll serve them well, especially just to get home for a minute. Yeah. And um, that's where we'll get, we're going to have to talk to, to Craig when he gets back and have him with this three day break. Now that they, they don't play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, there are some, still some injuries that we're going to need some updates on. And now yeah. everybody's back home and Schmaltz, you know, Schmaltz Chickering. didn't travel and Chicken didn't travel. So let's see where they're at in their Timmons. progression. Yeah. And yeah. maybe somebody's getting close. So we'll, we'll see when, when they all get back to Arizona and Craig can get a, a chance to swing by the ice down. Yeah, absolutely. One more note from this game for me for a takeaway perspective that I want to just bring up is there was a lot of physicality in this game. This is another thing that we've been talking about that we've seen more and more from this team. You know, everybody's willingness to to chip in and, and be physical. And, you know, you see Jacob Truba, he's a physical player. They're, this Rangers team is a physical team. And it seemed like that top line, the Keller, Hayton, Boyd, all of them, they were in the action. And there were a couple instances where they were jumping in defense. Hayton got knocked down when Ingram got knocked down. It seemed like that was the line that was always out. So it's kind of nice that it's not always that O'Brien. I know Cassian's been out, but that O'Brien Cassian type of player. Like you're seeing Keller and and Mosier run after yeah. the play, you know, just teammates sticking up for each other. So that was just another small thing that didn't really play too big of a role in the game itself. But just if we're gonna, you know, pick out positives that we've seen going forward, I like I like what I see with that. And it's it's team toughness. It's a Bill Armstrong team. It's team tough. And and I think that you've seen that throughout. Some night it's Krause, some night it's O'Brien. And tonight it happened to be Mosier, Hayton, and Keller. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think you're right. I think this team is a tougher version of what we've seen on the ice over the last few years from the Coyotes. And I know if, if GMBA has it his way, it's going to continue to do so and continue to get that kind of player. Absolutely. So, you know, when these players finally get home and get back in their own bed, I hope it's a bed that they bought for more furniture because I can't think of a better place to buy furniture. And I'm sure 
most of the Coyotes players bought all their furniture there. And you should too. Check them out. All of our office furniture is for more. Sean just furnished his whole apartment for more. We love it. They have a fall furniture sale going on right now at morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R furniture.com. And right now you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend at more, which is a great deal right now. And speaking of great deals right now, the holidays right around the corner. If you're looking for gifts for the sports fans in your life, check out the PHNX locker to give the gift of some sweet merch. Check the link in our description to head right to the source. Become a member at gophnext.com. We're announcing some exciting upgrades and changes to the membership this week. You, I promise you, you want to be a member. You can read all of Craig's phenomenal stories like he alluded to at the start of the show. He has his takeaways coming um, probably sometime in the wee hours of the morning when he lands exactly. from this cross-country journey. Um, but check it out because it's, there's a lot of great content on the website at gophnx.com. And be, being a member gets you access to the Discord as well, which is always a blast. Um, we love that a lot. PD, any other takeaways from this specific game before we kind of look ahead? I'm just going to say that not just this game, but this road trip in general. Um, I think this was a five-game stretch that we expected something different. I, I was honestly, I was thinking 0-5 on this trip with the teams that they had to play. Um, a lot of real big positives from this five-game stretch, including Clayton Keller. Now he's got seven goals on the season, so he's on pace. We talked about he's looking to get that 30 range again. So good for yeah. him. Power plays hot. Um, Goaltending was better than it's been um, when they started off this season. So there's so many positives from this trip to the, to the East Coast. Um, tonight they just ran out of gas as the yeah. game went on. And, and if they could have got by Shesterkin early, I think this is one they could have hung around and played a good road game and maybe get a Definitely. point out of it. But, you know, uh, I'm going to take this as a, as a great trip and a good sign of what's to come. It's a team that's going to work hard and they're going to be around games. And that's all we can ask for for Coyote fans. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was a good game to watch, especially especially in the beginning, you know, just to see to, to see them outperform a team, even with no goals. They did outperform the Rangers in the start of that game, and, and that's really positive. So let's take a look ahead at the short term, what's coming up this week and next week. We talked about at least three days off, how crucial they this might be just for, you know, that reset button, give a couple injuries. And then they play Thursday night against Vegas, and then they have another three days off. So this kind of seems like a good break for this team who's been go, go, go on the road for so long, kind of reset, just go short flight away to Vegas, come home again, and then it's right back out to the, I guess, the East Coast but I wouldn't really consider Nashville. Yeah, you got two teams in the Eastern time zone there, though, and and so you're back a couple times. Nashville, Carolina, Detroit, and Sean. Let's look at the full map, which Sean has updated with scores for a nice little visual here, and he made Texas not green for those who were That is absolutely impressive. So we we saw the Vegas, Nashville, Carolina, Detroit swing, but we did not see Minnesota, LA, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, so all of that still ahead before the Coyotes even step back on the ice at Mullet Arena. <laughs> so we'll get yeah, there. Yeah, this is just daunting. And this the one thing that's going to happen in this next week, um, when, when they only have one game over the next week, is teams are going to catch them. San Jose wins tonight. San Jose jumps over the Coyotes tonight. Um, you're going to see teams playing three games to the Coyotes' one. 
Um, and you're see, it'll be interesting to see where the standings are before they yeah. jump on the plane and head back to Nashville. Cause I think they're going to be a little bit different. That's a tough, tough, tough game going into Vegas. That is a tough atmosphere against a team that's rolling right now. That's a tough one. And I know you'd like to see the, the, the duel in the desert and be a pretty competitive game, but that's going to be hard the way that team is playing right now. Um, the Coyotes better come prepared. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. You know, we focus on the Coyotes obviously here every single day, but to see the landscape of what's going on around the league and how things are shaking out and where the Coyotes kind of stand with everyone else. We tend to do an around the NHL check-in at least once a week. And we're actually really excited because tomorrow we will be joined by a special guest who watches the NHL very closely. And that is someone we're very familiar with here. That's Rick Tockett, who is now a hockey analyst for TNT former Arizona Coyotes coach and player at one point in his time. Rick Tockett will join us live tomorrow, Monday at 11 a.m. on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. We'll ask him about the landscape of the league, what he thinks about the Coyotes' start so far to the season, and, you know, kind of just go around the league, the top storyline. So really excited to catch up with Tockett. He's always fun. He's always fun when he's not in a plane, which is he's back and forth so much. <laughs> work, that work, work, work. We have to bring that up too. Work, work, work. <laughs> oh, he does it. How he does it? <laughs> oh my gosh, Nicholas, Nicholas said eight and eight thirty starts are that. coming. Don't say that. Why? Why did he do that? Why did he just ruin our our, our five o'clock starts have been so good? This eight and eight thirty. <sighs> we we were spoiled with the four and five o'clock starts for so long. Yeah, I, I don't think you have any idea, Leah. I know you don't. I know you don't because last night after the game, it was, what time was it? What time did we leave? Eight thirty. Yeah, it was, like, it was like eight forty. Eight forty, we were done, and you guys, because hey, let's go, let's go, let's go out, let's go do something. I'm like, <laughs> buddy, I'm a half hour away from bed. Like, no, like murder she wrote's coming on. Let's go, hot <laughs> tea and shut her down. I, how are we gonna do this at eight thirty? Can I, can I come in pajamas? Well, that should be the Snuggie show. That should be the Snuggie show. Thursday night, the Snuggie show. Is it an 8.30 start on Thursday? No, it's an 8 o'clock start. Okay, well, still. we got to wait still. for an 8.30 start and is a Snuggie show for yeah, sure. Definitely. Slippers and Snuggie. Yep. PHNX Coyotes after dark. For sure. LFG. Yeah, you're not alone. Nicholas said, I'm dreading these two. Bedtime is like the first intermission. <laughs> I know. I'm going to take a nap before those ones. I, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, but it's going to be interesting to follow this team now. And, and I, I think that we're all surprised at where they started off the season. There's more to come. Definitely. Definitely more to come. I'm excited to see where things go, how things go. And one more thing from tonight that I forgot to mention that I want to acknowledge because it's it actually made me laugh for once something like this, um, the Rangers fans chanting ASU at, when the Rangers went up four to one. I think that was clever and original and funny. And I laughed. <laughs> so <laughs> shout out to the Rangers fans. <laughs> and you know what? ASU hockey is on a roll right now. Yeah, so it's go. a compliment. They swept the weekend against Alaska Anchorage. So yeah, they're we'll, a wagon. Take, we'll take the compliment. They are a wagon. Um, the that Coyotes is funny are, and clever, though. Good. I thought it was funny. Good. You know, why not? Yeah, Just that's an original, t you know, we've heard every yes, insult in the book. That was original. Mm -hmm. I respect it. Um, obviously, the Coyotes aren't home for quite a bit here. ASU hockey is Minnesota's coming to town in two weeks. Logan Cooley, Matthew Nyes. Get those tickets on game time. Close as you know, as 
on the day of the game, check game time. You'll find the cheapest tickets there. The Cardinals are around. The Suns are around. There's plenty to do before the Coyotes get back. So buy your tickets on the game time app. You can save up to 60% when you buy last minute. And as always, the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link below in our description. And, you know, for me, I didn't do so well tonight betting, but lucky for me, I also have underdog fantasy and I love to do the pick of game, pick higher or lower. For me, it's a lot less anxiety inducing because I just have to decide like one or the other instead of deciding a thousand things. Um, so I always like, I always do really well on underdog fantasy with the pick of game or with daily fantasy, which you can do against everyone or you can do against your friends or your family so check out underdog fantasy if you haven't already i've won some good money on there we've had a few major wins among the phnx staff on underdog fantasy so download it today sign up with the promo code phnx and underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 that's underdog fantasy promo code phnx and get in on the action today well pd we're having a bit of an identity crisis on our show because we had a pattern established line one and then we thought we had a pattern established line two, but now we don't know what to believe. So let's take a look at the punch card. Punch card. Okay. So we got loss, win, 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 loss, loss, maybe win, win, win. But the only thing, or I don't know, or is it just three wins per row? Oh, wait. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. We might need a little bit longer to establish the pattern here. Okay. Well, we're having... Or we get Jesse on it. Jesse from Diamondbacks is a math teacher. Yeah, he is. This is not not the math group. Me, you, and Craig. Clearly, no. No. We are not the math show. We need need Jesse on that for sure. But yeah. a little help. But this yeah. is going to be tough. The, the the punch card voodoo magic may have a tough time heading into Vegas. This is, oh boy. And Carolina, that's a that's an outstanding hockey team at home. They're really tough. Detroit's much, much better than they've been over the last few years. And Nashville, I, I, maybe, maybe Nashville. I'm yeah. going to say one and two. I'm going to go with Nashville. Okay. One right. and three. I like it. I yeah. like it. Well, okay. We will be covering it all, always, five days a week here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, on PHNX Coyotes, wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, like, subscribe, leave us a review there because we also have audio-only episodes. Like I said, check out Down the I-10 if you haven't already. It's a great interview with head coach Steve Potvin and uh, forward Michael Carcone, who corrected me to my face that it is Michael Carcone is how you say his name officially. I (laughs) stand, I'm confident in that pronunciation now. Um, So definitely check that out. Like I said, Rick talk it tomorrow, Monday, 11 AM live on the PHNX sports YouTube channel. So be sure to tune in. You don't want to miss that. Then we'll have our post game for the Vegas game and an audio episode Wednesday and Friday. So stay tuned and Craig will have all the updates. So be sure to follow him on Twitter at Craig S Morgan Follow PD at S. Peters Hockey. Follow Sean at Sean underscore DePods. You can follow me at Leah Merrill. Follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. PD, any final thoughts from anything, the game, today, 
Sunday. No, I mean, this I, you week. know what? This uh, this was a good week. It was a good week of five o'clock games. It was a good week of wins. Uh, we got the Tempe City Council put everything. Yeah, it was a boats. big week. The arena's moving forward. I, it's hockey season, and it's it's under full <laughs> swing. And you know what? It's a little different. I I think there's a lot of teams in it this year. I don't think American Thanksgiving is usually the point where you go, okay, this is pretty close. I, I don't see it this year. Yeah. I think this is a competitive year where people are up and down. So we'll see. Yep, we definitely will see. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in on the chat. Please like this video while you're watching, if you're watching live, if you're watching later on. We appreciate you all for tuning in with your comments. We'll be back live tomorrow at 11 a.m. Be sure to join us. Hit the notification bell on YouTube so you never miss a show. Until then, everybody, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.